welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week, I swear to God, we're talking about the magic school bus. <laughs> I swear we are. This is, I, I think it's the funnest suggestion we've ever gotten. This was a suggestion, correct? I believe I so. I wouldn't yeah. have come up with this. So. <laughs> I didn't pull this out of my own brain, for sure. Like, for sure it did come out of my own brain, and I just think it's the funnest suggestion we've had. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Um, who are our villains, Craig? <laughs> the magic like, school bus. In the magic school bus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like for, well, like before we get to that, I just want to like quickly go over, I guess like if you haven't seen the magic school, because I hadn't, I had not seen the magic school bus. You throwing it. stop. No. You stop I, I, it right now. <laughs> Shut it down. Craig. I don't you know how many times. Magic school bus? I don't know how many times you're going to make me admit that I'm older than you. Uh, <laughs> because I always forget. Right? Like, I just, I always assume everyone is the same age as me. Uh, I genuinely think you're 30. Like, I think you're yeah. a 30 year old person. <laughs> oh, uh, bless you, Rebecca. Bless you. Uh, no, I was probably uh, a few years too old for the magic school bus came out. So, like, I was aware of it, right? And, uh. like, I was like, that's fine. But, like, I never really watched it. Um, and I guess, like, for anybody who's in the same boat, it, there's really not all that much to recap. There's nothing much plot-wise that you need to know about this. There's Miss Frizzle. She has a magic school bus, and she <laughs> uses that magic school bus to go on magical field trips that explain science and nature to the kids. It's exactly uh, how it sounds. Yes. Like, it's just like, if you hear the title, you got it. You get, you know, all yeah. the rules <laughs> to this show. <laughs> There's a magic school bus. This is very important. <laughs> it is a, it's a classroom, <laughs> classroom full of kids who entire character development is a single phrase. Uh, we have at my old school girl. Uh, mm -hmm. We have my research shows girl. We have Arnold who's like, I should have stayed home today. Oh. Like that's the, the extent of their character development. I think the rest of them aren't even developed. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah, we've got like, like Carlos is kind of like your punny kind of jokey. Oh, is okay. Yeah. Also, yeah, I would say they all have like slight, slightly different characteristics, but we're all here for the same thing and we're all trying to get to the same place <laughs> oh there's a lizard liz the lizard oh yeah liz the lizard of course essential and you know the magic school bus is its own character it has it's, its own personality it's, yeah <laughs> as soon as something has eyes it's uh you know it's, it's a alive. character yes absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> toy story rules as soon as there's eyes on something it is alive. <laughs> so who did you peg as the villain in this then Oh, I have a lot. I, uh, okay. So firstly, I would like to say that I'm here mainly for the defense of Arnold. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and his attitude, because we have to kind of look at this, like, this is, this is children villainy. You know what I mean? This is like a minor inconvenience is kind of your villain. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, Arnold is not a villain. Technically, absolutely not. He's part of the crew, okay? But he is the guy that goes, I don't wanna, and boy is he right. Oh man, <laughs> should you not wanna? Absolutely. Thank you, Arnold. I'm also here to defend Janet, which I think Janet is a much more pronounced villain. I would say yeah. she has a certain attitude. There's a certain, you know what I mean? Like they do and that. And she's like, not in every episode either. So she yes. like comes in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of do that like wah, wah music all the time for, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> They literally kind of, do that. Yes. It's literally that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. She has like a very specific type of attitude that I think, um, you know, kind of lends itself to like, this is kind of the villain of this children's tale. And yeah. then, you know, through each episode that we, you and I looked at, uh, now I kind of passively watched all of them. I cannot get the theme song out of my head. It's a this, it's a banger though. It it's doesn't a, matter how many times you hear this song, it slaps every time. <laughs> I did not skip. Okay. Riding on a side wave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget the rest Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Do you know who sings that? <laughs> uh no. Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> this I, I will say this show has some uh, uh, some star cameos yes. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of star power going on in this show, but like, I cannot, it's one of my all time 
favorite children's theme songs. Like it, it slaps, slaps every time. Yeah, so it's good. good. Oh That's my going God. on the old playlist for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you on those villains. Um, and uh, I think we'll get a little more into it in a little bit. But first, I want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, ONH Consulting. Yeah, we've got resumes, career advice, interview prep. Um, they have resume toolkits. They make resumes that don't suck and that won't get knocked back by tracking software or picky hiring managers. I don't even know what getting knocked back by tracking software <laughs> means. <laughs> They already know more than me. I don't know what that is, and I'm excited that somebody would do it for me. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it just goes to show, like, um, they, they know more about this than you. And and looking for a job and applying for jobs is such a stressful thing because you never, you can never really be quite sure if it's something that you're doing that's messing up or or. or or what, right? And nobody gives you feedback uh, uh, when it is. And that's one of the, the things that jumped out at me is the services they're offering, which is coaching toolkits. So they'll actually tell you straight to your face if you're doing things wrong, right? If there's some common mistake that you're making with your resume or your your interview skills aren't up to, to, to par, uh, they can do that. And um, man, and like, also if there's something that you don't know you don't know about job searching or resume preparation, they can help you figure that out, right? Just you can email them, you can ask, contact them, and they can figure out a, a sort of a custom thing for you to help you find that job. Yeah, buddy. You, they had me at as HR veterans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what time it is. You know what I mean? Certified resume writers. Sometimes you need one, okay? And you only, I feel like you only need a really, really good resume maybe once. <laughs> You need yeah. somebody to help you out, crisp that up. You can always check back in with them. So that is O and H Consulting, guys. The heroes you need in today's job market. Power up your resume, ace the interview, and soar into a new career. Use code VILLAINS uh, for $20 off your order of any toolkit at ohconsulting.com. That's O a n d h consulting.com you can hit the uh the link in our episode description that's code villains for twenty dollars off at o and h consulting.com and back to your regular scheduled programming yes so magic uh i feel like for some reason on this episode more than any i feel like i need to give a little disclaimer for myself before we get too far into this which is if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I am a science educator part-time on the side, and I absolutely love the idea of the Magic School Bus. I think there should be more shows like this. Uh, it helps. I understand that the Magic School Bus is a metaphor for teachers who inspire kids and raise their imagination and curiosity as to how things work. I understand that. I understand this show is for kids. Uh, <laughs> and a yes. lot of the criticisms that I may lay against it are are due to the fact that it is actually targeted for very young children. Uh, but what I have a problem with, so what are the, the, the approach <laughs> that I'm going to take to this okay. is the implications that this is a real world thing going on. Right? I see. Okay. And that is something that I wanted to discuss because I think you see right at, because we, we cover, we, we, you and I both watch it episode one. Yeah, And we establish in episode one, the magic school bus, they all go to space. Janet's there. Great time. Okay. But at one point, to make a point, Arnold is like, okay, I'm going to show Janet that there's real consequences. You know what I mean? We have to, we have to shape up. So he takes his helmet off. Yeah. In this moment, we establish. In, uh, in space. In, Pl in space. On Pluto. Yep. Yeah. Which um, many of you have tweeted out at me is not a good way to die. So, <laughs> so you know, strike one, Arnold. Yeah, we, we made that mistake on a previous <laughs> yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. No. Um, never again will I ever state that. I have been, <laughs> I've been very wrong in the past. So he lifts his helmet off and we establish that he gets a cold afterwards. So what this means is there are consequences but not exactly real world consequences, mm. which means these children can still get hurt. 
Yes. I do not buy into that any of them can die, but I do buy into that these people can get hurt because that kid actually got sick. Yes. A cold is not nothing. (laughs) Because it's probably, and it probably is not good for the uh, children's TV show if they off one of the characters through explosive decompression in their first episode. Can you imagine? It's generally speaking, not a great move. The magic school bus as it's made right up to that point. And then just a hard cut to that airlock scene from Event Horizon where the guy's (laughs) eyes and veins are. of like Miss Frizzle is like on the loose later yeah. and Breathe it's just out. like hey you want to learn what lava is kids and she's just like pushing kids into a volcano yeah there are so many times in which she puts these kids in in uh absolute harm's way um, which, which to me, as again, if I'm taking this as this is the real world and the implications thereof, there are, there are two big issues that I have. One, Rebecca, you pointed out that she is absolutely endangering these kids. Childhood endangerment yeah. is, uh, it, it's is, across the board. It's is across, across the, board. the board. And Arnold is completely, uh, justified in not wanting to go on these field trips and dreading it, dreading school. And the second one, and we can get into this a little later is, the uh, the the issue of equity uh, and the issue of uh, inequality in education. Uh, oh, which... I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the direction that I took, and I like that. No, honestly, I okay. Here's my pitch: even if these children cannot be physically, you know, harmed. The emotional toll that some of these children are going through is insanity. It is off the charts, okay? You have a kid, like Arnold, when I look at Arnold, I think of myself, like, waking up every day with a stomach ache. Just like, you have anxiety, okay? Like, (laughs) you don't know it. Everybody's like, look at this stick in the mud. It's like, no, this kid is anxious because every day he might die. Like, he just goes in. Can you, I'm wondering, this is the big question for me. Where are their permission slips? I have right? not seen one permit. I have not seen one adult <laughs> sign off on any of this. <laughs> yes, there is a huge liability there. Although I would love if there was just like some like bonus extra scene where there's just a room for permission slips. Like that's how many she needed <laughs> over the years. <laughs> just stacks and stacks of them of parents being like, I don't give a shit what you do with my kid. Whatever. You're they come going home. to space? <laughs> I will say this learning a lesson through terror is very effective I will always remember oh I will always remember oh my god terror is such like (laughs) if I almost died by the hands of a spider I'm probably gonna know a lot about spiders after that I'm gonna know what's going on (laughs) I think it is an effective tool it is an evil tool but it is effective (laughs) I, I want to disagree with you there. I feel like, I okay, I, I feel like if it's some action of your own that gets you into trouble uh, and then you learn the consequence of it, f- fine, right? You're like, whoa, I, I was being careless and I climbed up on that and I almost fell. Whoo, lesson learned, never going to do that again. But I think it's, it has a very different effect when it is not your actions that do it, but somebody else's actions that make it, which, which absolutely this is, this is on Miss Frizzle. I think if you take a kid and you're like, we're going on a school field trip and you are about to get killed by a spider. I don't think the lesson you learn there is like, I, I respect spiders or I know that spiders have eight legs and insects have six. I think the reaction there is, um, I don't remember why. I just remembered my teacher tried to kill me once. (laughs) I can't picture and I don't know how to learn anymore. <laughs> I get picturing a uh it must be a sketch somewhere. I have to assume somebody yeah. has tapped into this of just a round table therapy session of these children as adults. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then she suggested they go out of my anus. I didn't even know they were inside of me. I had no consent. They did not yes. get my permission that for this. Was, yeah, so the one time Arnold gets to stay behind. His dream. Uh, his, his dream. dream. All this I kid don't, wants to do is be in a classroom. Oh, this is, And by the way, this is season one. This yes. is like, this is. This isn't he's even been on like three several episodes of torture. And he's just like, oh. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay back at the classroom. I'm gonna be babysat by the lizard, which somehow is school board approved. Uh, and I'm just gonna try and like speak. yeah, I'm gonna try and like break a world a school record, which somehow the school keeps track of all these things. But he's just like drinking soda pop, and he's like trying to eat as many olives. He's having the best goddamn time of his life, and he doesn't realize that he has swallowed. And digested his entire class. They have snuck inside of him. Think of think of how insidious that <laughs> sentence is. His teacher snuck inside him. <laughs> ah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not chill. It is not fine. No, that they did that, and literally. Now, I know I didn't write this down as an episode to cover, but literally, like, the exact next episode, they go into into Robin. They're like, oh, you're sick. (laughs) Better bring school to you, sick boy. (laughs) What? Uh, Also, what does that do to Arnold, who's like, I should have stayed home today? That's like a threat from Miss Frizzle being like, if you stay home, we're going to come and be inside you again. I'll find you. There's no escaping the frizz. Uh, Quickly going back to uh, uh, being inside Arnold, there is one thing I wrote down um, for that episode, which was just, show Arnold pooping his class out, you cowards. You cowards. Have the guts. <laughs> the guts. I just love, like a Werner Herzog director, yeah. Magic School Bus, is like, we will show it. Yeah. We are you them. or are you not people of science? <laughs> I ask you. Are you not champions of scientific ideas? Show him. <laughs> I can't. Cut to Arnold on the toilet, yeah. just on his phone, <laughs> scrolling through anxiety medications. Like every time Arnold says, oh no, not another field trip. My heart goes out to this kid. Like I really, really feel for him because some episodes I've like I passively like I watched all of them. I really went to town on it. I feel like I'm dreaming in Magic School Bus. Okay, it's very fun, but he they, like it's, it's almost like Miss Frizzle like tricks him sometimes. She's like, you know what I mean? It's almost like yeah. no, we're not going on a field trip. Just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> And I'm just like, what a mind fuck. You know what I mean? At least mentally prepare this child. And I like, I get that the narrative is, is that he, at the end, rises to the occasion, is, you know, either the brave one or maybe the one that figures it out or the one that enjoyed it the most or whatever. It changes up every episode a little bit, but still, (laughs) I don't know if we're learning the lesson we need to learn with him. Yeah. Which is boundaries, okay? (laughs) He is constantly trying, begging, trying to give people boundaries, and no one is listening. (laughs) It is falling on deaf ears. Like, he doesn't, nobody wants to listen. They're even to the point where they're like, shut up, Arnold. Like, you're fine. Shut your face. It's like, listen, Miss Frizzle, there are different learning styles. Some people (laughs) learn by doing. That's not me. I want to stay and read a book about butterflies. I don't want to become a butterfly or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I like I just kept thinking that when they were in his stomach, they were going to point up and Miss Frizz will be like, well, there's the hole I caused <laughs> in a six-year-old child. Like, <laughs> this kid. Oh, oh my God, this kid has a stress ulcer of a 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, like, how was that a crisp stomach? I don't think it would have been, to be fair. <laughs> I think there would have been some minor damage going on. 
this poor, poor kid. Cut to Arnold in bed at night, and you just hear teeth grinding together, oh. slowly wearing down. Um, so, but sorry, I just want to I circle back to one thing that you mentioned, which is that f- the Frizz tricks Arnold sometimes. And there is more than one episode where they are already on a field trip, uh, and then the Frizz goes... There's another field trip on top of the field trip. Inception field trip. Inception <laughs> field trips. There, are, he's like Arnold's. Like I thought, watching the drive-in movie was the field trip. He's like, no, you're gonna get eaten by spiders now. You're gonna do that. <laughs> or they're they're at a, an archaeological dig. Perfectly, perfectly acceptable and safe. Uh, yeah. School field trip. Also. One of the best school field trips. You I was going to say, I'm like, that's an A plus field trip. Like, just, that's a field trip I go to today. You know what, Miss Frizz? Maybe take today off. Maybe don't have to grandstand and and outshine the world's best field trip with the fact that you can travel back in time. You, know, you also, you know who would have loved to travel back in time to see some dinosaurs? Your fucking paleontologist friend <laughs> over here, who's dedicated her entire life to studying <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Arnold almost fucking gets himself killed chasing down a fossilized dinosaur egg because he's afraid that the paleontologist will be mad at him. Oh, yeah. Like, where is this kid's priorities? Like, he is so anxious. That shouldn't be your anxiety. I need to get the thing back so the paleontologist isn't mad at me. Oh, no, a T-Rex. Make me big so I can be brave. Like, I... Just quickly on that point, I'm going to call it right now, Rebecca. I don't care. If, if you are a T-sized, T-Rex-sized boy fighting a T-Rex-sized T-Rex, no contest. That oh. T-Rex is wiping the floor with you. Oh, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. There's Arnold all over the place. Okay, there's just, there's a little Arnold here. There's a little Arnold there. It's, it's just everywhere. A, a regular adult can't even fight off a dog. Like, like, you know, like there's that difference. I like can't a fight off just... other adults. Okay. <laughs> like I, what? Like, there's no way. I, that entire scene, I was like, I, I, and again, I know you said this off the top, but like, I, I will say this because I didn't say it. I love this programming. I think this is actually like excellent children's programming. I think it does a very, very good job. But for the purposes of this podcast, giddy up. You know what I mean? I will say what I did love, and especially from the view of this podcast, is the last like minute and a half, two minutes of every episode. I did appreciate that. Oh, yes. I love like these little children calling in being know-it-alls being like well this wasn't accurate and that's not real and what have you because i get really drives home that it's educational yeah okay really really drives home that it's educational and does it in a light creative fun way where you're kind of like oh this is like it doesn't take away from the magic and they say yeah this is fake this is TV. We had to do mm. some things because otherwise it would take too long, and we wanted to show you this. Um, I <laughs> I will point out though that I didn't know that they had those little extra segments at the end. And the first one I got to, like I had the first episode I watched, I'd written a whole bunch of like ah well actually kind of things, and then I just got to that point I was like oh they're being very responsive, and I just I crossed out notes. <laughs> yeah, they just they will actually believe you. <laughs> Bringing that shit up in here. Cycling <laughs> uh, so back to that dinosaur one for just a second, though, because there is one other point that has this a very disturbing implication for the world of the show, which is that when Arnold gets all big in back in the Cretaceous period, he leaves a footprint, which they then go back forward in time, and that footprint has been fossilized, and the paleontologists then find it, and it's played off like a joke. But that literally means that this bus. Has the they're not just like magically visiting and seeing it. That bus is actually affecting the timeline, like yeah. it is warping reality. It is, it is, it is. It's Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. The act of observing has changed the course of history. You know what I mean? That is, it, just take that to an extension. That is fucked. That is that fucked. is fucked. And there's some student within the. <laughs> magic school bus universe that has written 
a hundred pages on that footprint. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody has dedicated their career to it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It became its own field <laughs> to figure out exactly what that is. <laughs> Yes, it's kind of funny how they play with the line of like, is this real? Is this not? Because there's moments you're watching it and you're like, I'm pretty sure that this is some sort of metaphor. And this is all in these children's heads. And like Miss Frizzle is just some like, I don't know, stoned out woman that's just like, hey, kids, come for a ride. Let's get crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm of the belief, like we had, a, we, we announced that we were doing this and we had a couple listeners kind of like message us being like, we, I, like, we have a theory that Miss Frizzle isn't real. It's made up by the kids. And like, you know, a bunch of people wondering who the villain would be. And like, I, I have to go with the fact that this is actually happening. I believe in the universe of the show yep. that these kids are actually going on that field trip. And I believe that it is affecting uh, reality. Um, another instance of this is the holiday episode. Oh, uh, which I I'll, pretty much solely picked because I was like, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's in it. I was Gotta like, that voice, that. that voice sounds so familiar. Is that <laughs> I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, that is Dolly Parton. That they, they got her. Um, but in that episode, this, this is another thing for Arnold. Okay. So, so the bus goes through and has this ray gun. That's like, what if recycling never happened? Mm-hmm. They basically, it's a wonderful life. Yes. But recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, fine. You got to learn about recycling. But right at the end. So the bus is able to change reality. It's able to change the world from a world where recycling happens to it doesn't happen. And then back again. And right at the end of this episode, Arnold says, I would love to go to the Nutcracker for, with you guys, but I can't. My grandma is very sick. Yeah, that was so dark. so that was a- sick. My mother went ahead last night, and my dad and I are going on the train tonight, which is that's fucking sick. You know, like that's yes. this is like Arnold. Your grandma's on her last legs, buddy. Like you don't fucking know because uh, you're too young and no one's telling you. Uh, and just the response is, "Oh, that's too bad, Arnold." <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope your grandma's fine. You have a fucking bus that can warp reality, that can go inside. If you gave a shit about Arnold at all, you would fly that bus to his grandmother, shrink down inside, kill whatever's killing her, make her better again, or just change the reality to the point where she never got the disease she got in the first place. Like, it is so fucking callous that they don't do anything about it except show up on the train where he's like, yeah, great. We're going to like New Jersey to visit my dying grandmother. I don't want my sixth grade or uh, fifth grade. I don't know. What what grade is it? Do we ever know? Oh, I didn't even claw. I'm actually not sure. Yeah. I just kind of like like they're young. You know what I mean? Like they're, I assume like, you know, like seven, six, seven. Save the grandmother. You have literally unlimited power in this bus. Just save it. Yeah. I will say for how old I think these kids are. I'm like, they're learning a lot more shit than I learned at that time. I think <laughs> covering a lot of topics, a lot's going on here. Um, yet yeah, to speak to the recycling episode, one point that I made that I think is so wild and something consistent with the show is that very rarely is the idea of a field trip presented with what the idea is. So it's like, oh, we're going to learn about this today, or we're going to learn about that, and we're going here and we're doing this. Because that would be able, that would allow you to mentally prepare and go, okay, I know we're going to shrink down right now and learn something about like microorganisms or whatever it is, right? But a lot of it is like a trick or a surprise, and there's no... There's no build up. Like, it's just like, oh, it's just happening for you right now. You're just, it's, uh, you're off of a cliff or you're whatever. But sometimes it's presented as one of the kids says something like, I like, I don't think that I wish recycling was never invented. Kids say shit like that all the time, man. It doesn't mean (laughs) you have to dive into this big of a lesson. Sometimes kids just say shit when they're pissed. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like it really, like, I know, I know that's exactly what they're doing. They're like, oh, this is kind of like a, a mirror to like, oh, like I wish I was never born and like, we'll see what happens there. But can you imagine if every time you said something like that, the response was you have to learn a huge life 
life lesson right now. Not only are you wrong, but I'm going to show you for a half hour how wrong you are. <laughs> Buckle up. Like, yeah, of course she's... Hope the- you don't like being the size you are now, because you yeah. won't be for long. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you said something wrong? Yeah, we're going to show you how wrong you are, Wanda. And then she's at the back, and she's a little pissed, right? She's a little grumpy, and I'm like, yeah, I would be grumpy too, because if I just lost an argument and somebody kept going, see, he see, 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 and I'm sorry, no, no town on the planet would put their dump at a school. That was exaggerated. Miss Frizzle, you know you were pushing the point a little too hard. Yeah. And also I will say no town uh, in the world would put the decision of whether or not to level a swamp in order to build a mall in the hands of a child's debate. I am so glad you have brought this up because that is a very important episode to me. Okay. Very important. Firstly, no one, I don't know who wrote this episode. Okay. And I understand that that's not the point of the episode at all. No one on the planet is trying to build on top of a swamp. This is structurally not good. Okay. No one. It's the, if you look it up, it's the last place you want to build. I'm not saying it's impossible to build upon, but it's the last place you want to build something. <laughs> yeah, in general, swamps would be drained to form f- farmland and other... Fr- yeah, yeah also but generally not, not speaking, to thing. put a large, heavy building on top of it, probably a couple of other better locations in this area than the swamp, okay? <laughs> Secondarily, yes. Great point, very important. These politicians put the decision of, of basically like, the economy of their town in the hands of children. If you if we're talking about villains, the politicians are villains and not ones I am willing to defend. No. But what I would like to defend is Janet in this episode. Okay, because this is kind of one of the ones why I picked this, because I think it really bookends the first one really well. Because we see um, Arnold's cousin, you know what I mean, uh, a couple episodes overall. But she's supposed to be, I guess, kind of what you would think. If you think back of, you know, your one annoying cousin, it's I think everything's kind of put like that like she's this archetype of this character what have you I think everything she does is justifiable (laughs) (laughs) point one she is a child (laughs) okay (laughs) very important very important to remember that she is a child secondarily okay if you went to space Okay, which in the first episode they go to space yeah I would be collecting some stuff too because People are going to think I'm insane. No also, one is going to believe this. <laughs> those samples are be worth so much. Uh, like, like there's so much scientific knowledge that could be gotten from that. And and it just very quickly on that point, uh, Arnold tells her, uh, "You don't need any proof that you went to outer space. I believe you." And that is such a weird message to tell kids in a science show. Where the point is that you need proof <laughs> for it to yes. be science. Absolutely. They have this kind of culty vibe sometimes of like, well, we all do it together and we all believe each other. And I'm like, I think maybe one of us should speak to another adult. (laughs) Just one (laughs) other adult. Just check in. Be like, is this regular? Does this happen a lot? Because when you get to so, Janet, when you get to um, the debate episode, it's not her fault that she has to debate for the mall. It's a coin flip. <laughs> yes, that's how debates work sometimes. Yeah. And her trying to win and trying to do the best job possible is literally what she was asked to do. Yes. That's what she was brought there for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how 100%. is this wrong? How is this wrong? And on what planet do you let children <laughs> decide if there's going to be a mall? Okay, like, <laughs> hey, hey, kids, the council's going to vote on whether w- whether we get rid of cars and introduce pony rides instead. Oh, well, that's a yes for me. Thank you. <laughs> Some of these decisions should not be for children. No, absolutely. Not. It's like I, I imagine the politicians being like, well, the bylaws say that we need to have an environmental assessment before we rezone any land. 
Uh, so for that, I guess we'll just defer to Miss Frizzle's grade four class who learned about swamps today. Yes. <laughs> no yeah, need yeah. No need to talk to an environmental engineer or, or a hydrologist or, uh, endan- or refer to the Endangered Species Act. Let's just... Let's just hope their grade five biology is up to snuff. So yeah, they even say they're decision. like, oh, we're doing it to get the kids more involved in politics. And I'm like, they're a lot simpler. You could just have them come in and read their statement and then be like, okay, and now we're going to talk again <laughs> one more time as educated grown-up people. <laughs> it's that whole thing. I was losing it. Some of the story, like I... It's, I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe I'm just holding it to too high of a standard, right? Because yeah. this is a child's program. So there's one episode. And, I hope and the it's only the thing, one that you're... <laughs> I hope it's the same one I read. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh uh, no. I, I don't think this one we covered. Uh, it was just that the... It's like the this pop star or rock star comes in. She's like, I want my car washed. But make sure you don't get my hood ornament wet. And I was like, okay, ridiculous. (laughs) A ridiculous request off the top. And then later in the episode, you find out she didn't want to get it wet because it was made of sugar. And I'm like, you've you've lost me. (laughs) Magic school bus, you've lost me on this one. I do apologize. It's fun. It's fine. But under no... no, Yeah, yeah. There's no way anyone would ever have a sugar hood ornament. (laughs) Even if you did, that would fly away the second you reached highway speeds. You just, know? It just shouldn't be. It just shouldn't it's be. The wor- oh, uh, my the pants are made of bro- apples. Like, wait, <laughs> wait why? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rebecca. I'm so sorry for this. But you just said my pants are made of apples. And I just pictured you wearing pants stitched together from apple peels. Yes. You know, when you spiral cut it. And I was like. I, I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that Not to crazy. lay too heavily into Rebecca being a country bumpkin, but like. <laughs> My pants are made of apples. <laughs> um, it's how I get about- the pigs to follow me. They lick my, they lick the back of my heels. It's great. I was about to call back to something that I realize happens uh, next week. So oh just yeah, stay, just stay tuned for Rebecca's scale next week. Uh, <laughs> oh right. Oh my god. Oh no, I'm really, uh, all really tipping my hand here. We are. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the strings are coming together. Uh, uh, but speaking of episodes that like maybe held to too high of a standard for me. This is the one that put me over the edge, which is the one where it's like the mystery of what happened to the cucumber that was replaced (laughs) by a fucking pickle. And don't get me wrong. Again, all great fermentation, science, microbes, all the rest. But I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, kids, put it together. (laughs) Like, Are you really having a hard time figuring out how a pickle and a cucumber are similar? Like... We don't need a trial for this. You you can just tell them, Miss Frizzle. You can be like pickles are cucumbers that undergo a process. Let's start from there. That's what I jotted down. I was like, why wouldn't you just tell them <laughs> before they even leave? Like, hey kids, we're gonna put this in a jar with some liquid and uh we're gonna see what happens. And then that would be like learning that it would be, be like experiment. hey maybe arnold would be excited to come back to class to see what happens with, with with the cucumber arnold yeah arnold's tomatoes being left out we're putting quiche's cucumber in this uh, uh vinegar and salt and you know what that would do rebecca that would show that miss frizzle has forethought and has a plan but instead She's like, I left out all these other vegetables over break, stinking up the classroom for sure. And that just proves that she's forgetful and not responsible, which is not someone I want this godlike power to be in the hands of, you know? Absolutely. And anytime, because in this this episode, we see... 
the kids kind of being like, well, it's your fault, Miss Fr- You're on trial, Miss Frizzle. And I'm like, Miss Frizzle should be on trial. <laughs> it's about, about time. About time but, we got her in the hot seat, started asking some questions. And they're like, question. oh, see, it wasn't your fault, Miss Frizzle. And I'm like, it actually actively was. It actively was her doing this. But also, it's fine because otherwise your cucumber would be rotten. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're allowed to do that as an adult. You're allowed to be like, hey, you left vegetables sitting out in a classroom over an extended break. So I threw them out, you gross <laughs> gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nail biting. Yeah. There were just moments where it would relate it to everything. I thought this was so funny that we watched this with, um, with Ant-Man. Because I kept going, I'm like, a lot of similarities. A lot yeah, of yeah. the plot line has to do with getting bigger or smaller. That's yeah. a lot yeah, of yeah. this. Oh, true, very true. I didn't even peg that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, there's a whole theme going on here. I just kept thinking about how, like, especially, like when you look at the, the um, dinosaur episode, I'm like, this is literally like if we skipped a huge plot point in Jurassic Park and she was just like, oh, I just opened the doors myself. Like, I, <laughs> I just thought, you know what? Seems fun. Seems <laughs> like go. kids will enjoy running around with dinosaurs. Yeah, um, I've got a, I've got a card that this lizard is punching off, making sure we're getting close to the uh, the herbivores and not the and not the meat eaters. And I was like, I'm pretty sure just because a dinosaur only eats like you know, leaves and grass and shit doesn't mean they can't hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure some of them are still aggressive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I wrote that down for sure. I was like, uh, oh, oh, so a rhinoceros isn't dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. I'm sure something twice its side with triple the horns is probably fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some of it, even when the episode started, I was like, this is already not great, Miss Frizzle. Um, like, like when they went to the horror movie, I was like, um, mm-hmm. it's it's lighter, but I don't think this is your decision to make. There is clearly a kid that is disturbed by insects here, and you have not taken his feelings into account at all. And no. then you doubled down and went into the film, and that captain, very defensible, because you're not supposed to be here. I'm yeah. not an enemy because I'm in character. This is a movie. Your children leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is way too much for me to wrap my head around. Um, yeah. <laughs> cycling back very quickly to uh, Miss Frizzle being irresponsible, which is an episode I added to our, our watch list. Yeah. And this is one where the uh, vehicle maintenance inspector, Mr. Junket, tries to condemn the bus. This is a trained professional who, by the way, is winning the Vehicle Maintenance Inspector of the Year Award. And he looks at the bus with Miss Frizzle and goes, this bus is dangerous and children should not be able to ride it. And Miss Frizzle puts them all on the bus anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know, And then the bus breaks down. (laughs) What gets me is, is... The implication here is that the reason why it's getting condemned is because there's this peanut butter sandwich and it's making things not run well. The problem with that is, is that he didn't put the sandwich on until he had already condemned it. Yep. It was already done. Signed, sealed. Okay, you can't. (laughs) And then they're like, well, no, see, we'll get rid of the peanut butter sandwich because he's kind of he's supposed to be like kind of the villain here. Yes. And here's I I and I have some points that I would like to make. Firstly, I don't think it's that bad to put a peanut butter sandwich in a condemned car. <laughs> it's condemned. <laughs> We're not doing this. You know we, what I mean? We have certainly defended worse things on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leaving a sandwich in a condemned car, well, maybe not, you know, a uh, professional of the year kind of uh, service you would expect from this man. Um Still fine. He had already condemned it, okay? It wasn't... He'd already been like, this should go to the junkyard. Also, my name is Mr. Junket. Don't call me unless you want that to happen. Um, (laughs) It is literally in my title. Do not... Do not dial me. Then, after this ride, okay, so it... it, it, You know what I mean? The the engine doesn't run, and we learn about engines and how they work in in this episode. Nice, tight episode. But... (laughs) This guy gets thrown off a cliff. 
And they don't come back to get him for like 30 minutes. He's holding on for a while. Oh, yeah. Like you can tell this guy has been putting tires on and off of vehicles. Like this guy's got arms, arms for days, arms for days. He holds on for dear life. They finally go back and get him. And I'm like, this poor bastard. Yeah. He, He showed up on a call was professional you told him his professional opinion was garbage and you disagree yeah maybe your bus deserved to get shut down yes and that's obviously a requirement of the school or the school board where they are right like that that vehicles that children are are frequently driving in are safe to be operated and if if a professional says it's not magic be damned condemn that bus you know yeah because this guy literally like, if we're talking about, like, how he's the villain or not, he literally almost dies. Yes, for no he's reason. Pro- yes, and very specifically in the real world. Yeah, it's not the, not the shrunk down, anything can happen. Um, yeah, the, the, the I mean, oh, I just have so much to say about this, yes, more so than I thought. The other one is, <laughs> the other one is, uh, the other big villain was the baker. Uh, yeah, so they go the to this episode, epic episode. Yeah, a staple. So for, so first of all, uh, <laughs> I can't believe they use a magic school bus to bake a cake. Uh, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? yes. they went to space last week. That is like that is like cooking muffins using the space shuttle. You yeah. have a <laughs> you don't need a magic bus to do. Leave it at the school. Have the you know have the kids do it themselves, but then they they fucking gaslight this uh, baker because he, he thinks that so there's <laughs> there's moths going around baking cakes for him, but they're just stealing his stuff to bake cakes. I was just like, that's crazy. That's crazy. You you've done that guy dirty. Yes, there are actually so many people that like like low key get gaslighted. <laughs> anybody that's kind of soft involved like a little side character or whatever there's so many episodes like there's an episode where they call um i think it's wanda that calls i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure wanda calls and is like we have to get this this dirty rotting log out of here i've called the log removal guy and he shows up and it's kind of like he's supposed to be like the opposing, not a villain, but the opposing force to these people when they realize like, oh, actually like um, things uh, decomposing is good for the earth and we need to do this. And they're like, I can't believe you do this as our job. And it's like you literally called him. like <laughs> You called him. You dialed the numbers. You got him here. And then you're telling him how fucked up he is. for You got to leave it. And he's like, oh, well, I never thought about it that way. Do you know how fast I would tell those kids to fall? off oh my god <laughs> i literally i already have it painted on the side of my truck there's no going back i do this <laughs> it's like yes decomposition will work it will also take for fucking ever <laughs> yes so if you need that removed i'll do it now and it will go decompose somewhere else um listen I've- i would say i would say that if if there weren't children screaming at all times in this show it would maybe be hard to defend the villains or soft villains i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. but literally every episode i would say casually three times in unison children will scream <laughs> <laughs> and if you've been doing this every day and you have and you still feel a scream coming on a huge sense of danger Perhaps these field trips aren't great. <laughs> Perhaps. And I do I very quickly want to cycle back to that second point that I made at the beginning of this episode, which is the issue of equality in education. So at no point, or very rarely, I will say, in this show, do you have anybody going on field trips other than Miss Frizzle and the, count this, eight students in her classroom. Eight students, Rebecca. <laughs> what kind of privileged fucking private school has a fourth or fifth grade with eight students in it? And I know that's because that's how many characters kids can keep track of. But think about that in a real world thing where they're like, not even, not even the other classes at the school 
get to use this magic school bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this, and this thing has a literal ability to change reality as we know it. And they're just, Miss Frizzle's just like, hang on, I'm just going to, I'm going to bogart this for the eight students in my class and not share this power with anybody else. It's, it's so, that is the worst crime in all of this. It's like, I need to see an episode where Miss Frizzle is taking that bus to inner city schools on the, you know, to, 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 to do field trips and stuff, you know? Like, put some fucking wonder into their eyes. Well, that's why I think that's what makes Janet such a defensible character for me, is that she comes in and I'm like, yeah, of course I'd be a little frosty. (laughs) Of course I'd be a little pissed that all of this is happening. And of course I would try and show other people that it is real and they're not going to think I'm insane. And I know they kind of frame it like she's, you know, it's because she's competitive and she wants to show off. She's a know-it-all. and She's 10. (laughs) (laughs) She's 10, man. Come on. Like, yeah. Maybe there should be some sit down at some point and be like, listen, in order to go on these field trips, you're not allowed to tell any of the other adults, which mm. I must say is a huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if any adult ever tells a child, listen, you can't tell any other adults about this. Oh, no, that's a bad secret. That's no. a bad secret. You don't no, want that secret. Absolutely not. Unless that is you're the dad and it's mom's Christmas present in mm-hmm. two days. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a secret you will be able to tell very soon. Short, yes, that's fine. Uh, otherwise, that's okay. Will. Otherwise, yeah, this is. And you can tell because there's an episode where they go um, early on. I think it's like one of the first three, four episodes where um, Ralphie's sick and they go to his place and it's like they're literally hiding from the mom <laughs> the entire time. They're hiding from her. And I'm like, it's wrong if you're hiding. <laughs> if you yes. know what you're doing is wrong, you're wrong. You're you're hiding. I will say, like, Miss Frizzle's general vibe, I'm into it. I love it. I'm like, I, that is She's a person. A cool lady. Yes, that's someone you aspire to be. And Loki, I know this is, like, kind of crazy to say about a children's show, but, like, she is just the talk of the town. Like, every man in town, like, I don't know if she's been you know, out there fucking regularly, but I condone it and I fully support it because every man in this town is absolutely in love with her. They really, they're like, oh, Miss Fr- it's Miss Frizzle. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I like that. Good for you, Friz. Yeah, yeah, get some. Yeah, strong, confident woman, knows her place, affable. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I get mean, it. She, uh, impeccable she, sense she knows of how style. the body works. She, yeah. she knows what all the components are. She knows what the moves are. She gets it. <laughs> it's too far for Craig. It's just too far. It's, the face you made was very specific. Yeah, I was like, I mean, she's got like some sundresses with the planets on them, and that definitely does it for me. No, but, uh, there's, but just, like, <laughs> there's several episodes where there's just this like little tone of it. It's very soft. It's not like it's not as yeah. hard as I'm presenting it, but it happens a few times and enough where you go, okay. <laughs> I really want to see a spinoff show, uh, The Magic School Bus After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think it would just be those kids sitting in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> just like and i said please no and then miss frizzle was like i know better and we did it <laughs> oh no <laughs> i tell you there's if you start unpacking this outside of a children's show it could get pretty it's, dark pretty yeah, quick pretty dark pretty quick <laughs> uh anything else you wanted to say about uh, magic school bus no, I would just say, gen, generally speaking, any force or person that is opposing Miss Frizzle is actually generally right or within yeah. their nature. Yeah, You know I'm, how these things act. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't show up inside my stomach and get mad if something goes wrong. Yeah. You knew yeah, what as it was. M- as much as being a wet blanket or a reluctant participant is a villain, uh, I fully support Arnold and think that he's totally on the right side for that. Oh, like this kid is on medication as an adult. (laughs) There are wounds (laughs) that need to be healed. Okay. Because no one has ever listened to one of his boundaries. Not one. Poor bastards. So, uh, I think it is time to give our definitive ranking of how good the villain is. What do you got, Rebecca? Oh, so I've got the, because again, one of the most slamming theme songs of all time. Um, so I'm doing the, uh, children's, uh, entertainment theme song scale. 
Uh, and I'm I'm uh, scaling Arnold today. Arnold is my main, you know, not really a villain, but kind of, kind of the wet blanket, whatever. So I've got from Pinky and the Brain mm-hmm. to uh, the most evil theme song, which is SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, I am going to give Arnold the Weekenders because A, equally a slamming of a uh, theme song, and B, I know that's all that kid is living for. Oh my God, is it the weekend yet? Please, for the love of God, get me there. <laughs> I just stay at home and read my books. Ah. <laughs> what about uh, you, Craig? Yeah, so I, uh, in, in honor of Miss Frizzle, I did the women in science scale. Uh, so on a scale from Jane Goodall and her chimpanzees and or, to Rosalind Franklin, a uh, discoverer of the helical structure of DNA who got fucking done dirty for the Nobel Prize. Uh, I am going to give, I'm actually ranking, uh, Miss Frizzle on this one, uh, Ooh. the actual villain of this, <laughs> this show. So I'm giving Miss Frizzle, a uh, Murray Curie, sorry, Mary Curie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause she clearly has a passion of science that leaves her positively glowing, but should be kept away from small children with at least six inches of lead. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's ra- radioactive is the is the joke yes. there, everybody. Hey, hey. excellent, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and, my god. Uh, yeah. So before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, where we discuss people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives, uh, a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast. First of all, if you have a couple bucks and you want to support the podcast, maybe get a couple extra benefits. Uh, guys, we're on Patreon. Holy cow! Patreon.com/slash the villain was right. Uh, this is we've got all kinds of different tiers with all kinds of different benefits. We've got early release episodes. We've got uh, audience choice polls, which we've got coming up in a, a couple weeks, where our patrons actually choose the episode that we are covering month to month. It's always a big surprise. And finally, uh, two two uh, bonus episodes where Rebecca and I talk about. Uh, movies and TV shows where maybe the villain wasn't that right. You know, just maybe fun movies or interesting villains. Uh, we get real loose with it. It's super fun. Uh, so check that out at patreon.com slash the villain was right. Yes. And as always, you can hit us up on any of our social medias at VWR podcast on Twitter. I would say that's where we're most active. Definitely hit us up there. Um, villain was right at gmail.com. If you want to hit us in our inbox, Love that. Very personal. We love the messages we've been getting. They've been all very nice. Uh, and if they haven't been nice, Craig hasn't shown it to me. So thank you for that, Craig. <laughs> uh, really appreciate that. You're really taking one for the team there. Uh, and you know what? Review us. If you haven't reviewed us before, please shoot us a review because we love that. I know we say this all the time. We'll say it twice an episode sometimes, but do you know hit that up review us up because that really really does help us and it helps us get more listeners um and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week i've kind of got um uh i guess it's a it's a follow-up but not a (laughs) (laughs) follow-up because i talk about it in the next episode that you will see next week or you listen to next week but time I, means nothing anybody timing is i don't know what time is anymore <laughs> at all actually um i think one of the top google searches is what day is it uh anyway <laughs> so i'm gonna tell you guys about uh the first and only time i went skiing um, <laughs> Craig is laughing because <laughs> next week you're going to listen to the one and only time that I went snowboarding. <laughs> so basically, um, I don't know. I'm young. It's a field trip. You know what I mean? Probably, honestly, probably like 10, 11. I don't know. Maybe not too far off from what these school butts kids are. And again, not very coordinated as a person. Shouldn't. I, I can't skate. That's very disappointing for people, uh, international people when they're like, but you're Canadian. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, I have no balance. So again, through a field trip, I am being forced into a situation. I don't want to be in. This is danger to me. Okay. You're hurtling me down a hill. I don't want any part of it. Right. Anyway, but skiing, you know, you've got two sticks. They're a little more balanced here. I can strap these bad boys to me. Let's try it. Right. So I'm hanging out Bunny Hill all day. And trust me when I say the Learner's Hill at where I'm going is the smallest Learner's Hill you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> there are children. 
what, what is it like French fry and pizzaing everywhere? Okay, there's it's just me and children. I can see over everyone's head. <laughs> I myself am a child, but I am the tallest one here. Okay, like there, this is I I don't know. I'm probably pushing the age limit of this hill, right? I go down a couple of times. Um, I'm all right. You know what? I'm actually kind of like oh, you know, not bad at this. This is okay. I can do this. And I get maybe a little too confident. <laughs> so I decide, let us upgrade to the next hill. I'm gonna go to the next hill. So I go over the next hill and I can't steal or steer very well. Like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not directionally good. <laughs> so what I do, I get all the way down. I've had a great ski, I'm good. I didn't fall, I nailed it. But I'm along this, this, this space where there's a fence fence right along the the side right and I didn't notice this but this fence on the corner dips down and it's kind of like a hole it's kind of like a snowy hole right well you know where I'm going <laughs> you, you know where I'm headed okay I go into the hole okay and I cannot get out of the hole <laughs> I also don't know how to take my skis off <laughs> And I, at this time, I'm somebody, when I was younger, I was really shy. I never wanted to break the rules. It gave me a lot of anxiety. So I was so worried that I was going to break these skis by trying to take them off in a wrong way that I just decided that I'm not going to take these off and I'm going to, I don't know, golem crawl out of this hole okay this 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 dip in the hill so i'm literally like there are adults skiing by me going what the fuck is happening i am crawling and i get close to the top and then i fall all the way like i just slide all the way back so then we're going again and i'm climbing and people are walking by me going can i assist you and I was so embarrassed that I just kept going, no, it's it's okay. I'm almost, I almost got it. I almost got it. I spent, I'm not exaggerating, 30 minutes in that hole. <laughs> 30 minutes I spent in that hole. And as soon as I got out, I was like, well, that's done for me. That is <laughs> We're good. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'm the villain of myself, I suppose. <laughs> Um, you guys can look forward to next week when I'll tell you why I don't snowboard. <laughs> Similar reasons. <laughs> I think the real villain there is not wanting to ask for help. That's yeah, what I'll right. Call that. Oh, learn how to ask for help when, when I used to do that all the time. Literally in a hole. Ask, oh. for, <laughs> ask for a hand up. Brutal, oh. dude. Just brutal. That's so funny. <laughs> Just me crawling. I swear to God, if I could get a videotape of that, I would love to see it. Cause I'm like, I sure I looked off of this planet. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, so what do you got, got first, Craig? Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a villain. I, I am also the villain of this own story. Uh, this story here. So, um, a couple of years ago, my friend Jamie, uh, was lucky enough that he got hired to write a children's science book, a series of children's science books, uh, like for in the classroom. And like, you probably are all, all familiar with at least the style is like, we're talking like, you know, big colorful pictures. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that little blurb is like, did you know that like spiders have uh, uh, eight legs and insects only have six? And that's the difference. And some spiders don't use webs at all. Like, like you know the style of book that mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Um, so this is something that he was very excited about and had been talking about for quite some time and he'd been hired to write like a whole series of them. So one night we are out for drinks and we're just talking and he happens to mention, he goes, oh, by the way, I got a hard copy of the first book that I wrote, right? On, and it was on spiders. And he goes, did you want to see it? And I was like, yeah. Absolutely, that'd be cool. So he hands me this book, like beautiful, like glossy photos, and I open it and I flip through it, and I contend to this day with him that I said what I said next as a joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. But he hands me this book that he's been working for months on, is very proud of, and I look at it and I say to him, deadpan, this book contains nothing I didn't already know about spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I thought that was something that was very funny to say because it's obviously a book for children. Yes. <laughs> and he, he has not let me live this down <laughs> for years. He will just keep throwing this back in my face <laughs> to the point where it's become... Like a shorthand where I was watching. The, the reason this story is on this episode is because I was watching the Magic School Bus episode on spiders. And then I started thinking about that. And I just texted him that I'm watching Magic School Bus and this show contains nothing I didn't already know about spiders. <laughs> so good. I contend it was always intended as a joke. But uh, regardless, it has since become his joke. But uh, he took it seriously the first time, uh, so that makes me the villain of this story. That's funny. I think so. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that uh, that's it for us. Uh, I guess that's the the end of this episode. Uh, Rebecca, where can uh, people grab you? As always, you can grab me wherever you like, as long as it's on the internet. Uh, at Rebecca Reads. <laughs> Every time we say grab me, you can grab me. I'm like, um, I don't know if you can grab me. All right, fair um, you can. What's we'll, we'll <laughs> Virtually grab me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram, Twitter. You can on Facebook if you really must. Yeah, and you can hit me up. Uh, contact me, maybe is a better <laughs> word. Uh, at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, uh, CraigFay.com for show dates when those exist again. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's it for us this week. Uh, tune in next week where we are uh, covering the Marvel movie Ant-Man and the Wasp, the sequel, uh, with an amazing guest. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And until then, this was The Villain Was Right, reminding you that you should have stayed home from school today. <laughs> <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.